Good morning and welcome to March 23rd, 2009. It's a brand new Monday and the start of a fantastic week for me, telling it like King David who prayed, Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. That's a word, friends, from 1 Chronicles 29.12, and it's a word for our topic today, which can often be controversial, and yet at the same time, it's really fundamental to our overall wellness. When I say the word bodybuilding, do you have images of Arnold or Lee Haney popping into your head? And I wonder, if you're like me, you realize what a huge blessing you might be missing out on. I'm Bo Ellis with Christ Across America, and I want to welcome you to the Word on Wellness with Chris Hughes, Building the Body. I'm coming to you from our Tampa studios, and joining me now, actually driving down I-75 on his way to Bradenton, is your own Chief Wellness Instigator, Chris Hughes. Hey, Chris, what in the world is the huge gym? Well, Bo, it was an old townhouse in Gainesville that when my, my wife and I, as college kids, we're, we're managing some of these townhouses as kind of a part-time job, and there was one particular unit that was unrentable, so we stored stuff in it and then realized that I could transfer all of my weightlifting stuff from back home into this townhouse, and it was something that me and some of my college buddies would use. It got the name Huge Jim because of a kind of a mispronunciation of my last name. I wish I could say it was because of my, my big, huge, muscular proportions, but but uh, some people mispronounce Hughes as Huges, and a lot of the guys that I hung out with just kind of coined that name as the Huge Gym. Uh, but that, that was the origin of that, uh, of that gym. But as I've moved, I've always carried my equipment with me and kind of set up a new spot, whether it was in the like, a patio of an apartment or when I got into my first house, we had a garage, and it was kind of the corner of the garage, and... I always just renamed it the Huge Gym. So now back in Florida, I've got a dedicated spot in my garage. I'm so thankful. I've got a little bit of an oversized garage, so I don't have to move the stuff around. So you can say I've got a, a dedicated spot for the Huge Gym. So let me set that up real quick. The Huge Gym, really, Chris, was a blog piece that you wrote recently. It's 1010wellness.com for those of you who would like to check that blog out. Chris, you wrote about the nostalgic kind of value of this York, you know, weight set as it followed you around from your your late teens, early twenties, and and now in your in your what mid forties, um, you're still throwing up those same plates. And the the topic of the show today, Chris, is building the body. And it's interesting that when you mention the word bodybuilding to folks, if you're like me, you know, instantly these muscle bulging, you know, Arnold Lee Haney guys just somehow appear in my mind's eye. And I really wanted you to comment for us today, Chris, on this idea that, look, you were a lean kid, you wanted to throw some muscle on your frame because you thought the chicks might like it, but all of a sudden, you start building muscle, and as you became an endurance training kind of guy, the weightlifting piece for you has never really left. And I wanted to talk today about the real blessing that comes from training and building muscle and tearing it down and, and resting it and feeding it properly. And I hope that some of our listeners after this show might be encouraged to incorporate, you know, some some real fundamental or real basic, um, if not even weight training, just some resistance exercise into their routine. Go ahead, Chris, and maybe set that up for me, and we'll see where we head from there. Okay, so back to the huge gym. There was that, that piece that I wrote about 
I guess you could say had two points. One of the points was just that you don't have to have a gym or a gym membership to get a good weightlifting workout. I think I point out in the in the piece that for four hundred dollars you can set yourself up with a lifetime's worth of equipment. Now, certainly you can go out and buy big expensive machines and different attachments and all that kind of stuff. But even if money were no object, I really don't have a desire for all that stuff. And if you if you watch some of those guys that are bodybuilders, like you were just saying, uh, that are building enormous proportions, they generally don't use much, many of those machines. Matter of fact, the best weight, in terms of weightlifting, the best equipment that you can have is just simply dumbbells. And the nice thing about dumbbells is, one, they engage more muscle. Take a, uh, take a bench press, for example. When you're on a machine, you're basically just pushing that weight along one plane. If you're using a barbell, now you're introducing some more muscles to kind of balance it. Now imagine uh, doing a bench press with dumbbells and you have to engage a pretty significant part of your shoulder to stabilize those weights. So as a result, you're, you're, you're kind of getting a, a more of a total effect on not only the muscles, but the tendons and all those other support ligaments that uh, enable you to kind of balance some of those dumbbells. So I've always been a huge fan of, of dumbbell workouts, but we'll mix it up with barbells. Chris, the idea is why do it at all? Well, that and that was kind of the second point of, uh, of, the, of the huge gym piece. So let's just say you have all this stuff, or maybe you don't. Why do we need to be lifting weights? You you mentioned it. I kind of did it because I wanted to, you know, do the curls for the girls and build up my muscles. So I wasn't the scrawny 15-year-old, and, and that that served me well, you might say. And then I did, you know, lift weights and built up some size and felt better about myself because I was truly self-conscious about being so skinny. Far from that now, but at any rate, um, I. I fell in love with weightlifting then and it's kind of kept with it and now in my old age I guess you could say I, I ignore it at my peril and the reason for that yes we talk a lot about endurance activities the, the, the cycling or the running and those are great and I kind of got introduced to those into my late 20s and I love them and, and they have their place in the toolbox but if I ignore my weightlifting and, and, and all I'm doing is endurance training, a couple of things happen. One, and, and most uh, most often, is, is my back. Because of the amount of driving I do, um, I definitely uh, am affected by back pain, lower back pain. And you've probably read some of the statistics that, that back pain is the number one cause of, of being out of work. People end up having surgeries and things like that to correct back issues, i found that all you got to do is lift weights, and, and, and we're not probably going to get into the specifics on the actual exercises, but by lifting weights, I've been able to keep my back strong and uh, you know, keep myself healthy. And then there's some practical benefits to that, too. So, um, you may not have moved around as much as I have, but there was a time there where it seemed like every other year we were moving into a new home and having a good base of weightlifting activities enables you to kind of pick up boxes and do things that uh, might just about um, handicap somebody else who hasn't been lifting weight. So there's just a lot of real-world positive benefits to, to strength training 
in how we live and, and how we move. That's kind of the why from a real practical standpoint. And maybe from a little bit more of a selfish standpoint, lifting weights does help you avoid injuries you know, so that you'll be better as a runner or a cyclist or whatever your sport might be. Uh, there's, there's exercises that you can do that complement what you do out, um, out on the bike or in the run or even in the pool, swimming if you're into that sort of thing. So weightlifting is just, like I said a, man, a minute ago, it's just another great tool in the toolbox that uh, you really need to use to the day you die. It's not something for just the kids. Well, I hear that, and I wanted to comment on a couple things, Chris. And to me, it's kind of like this. It doesn't matter what age you are. If you're, you know, God has given you this body, and if we're going to be out there and we're going to be warriors on his team and called to, to, to be out doing ministry, whether that's through our exercise or our careers or our families or our whole life, I get this idea like, if I can't do you know, a pull-up, or if I can't drop and give you 15 push-ups right now, I mean, that kind of freaks me out. And I know I've been at that place later in life. I know for certain right now, if I dropped and gave you 15 or 20 push-ups, that I would be sore the next day. And the reason for that is because I have not incorporated any strength training into my regular routine. And that's really the reason for this show today, Chris, is to suggest that as a fundamental piece of being well, God gave us these bodies, and I think we're really called to make them strong. I don't think as men, especially, that, that we should be soft and, and uncapable of, of using what God has given us. And you mentioned, you know, lifting boxes or, you know, just practically being strong as, a, as an asset, and it certainly is. But I think even spiritually, you know, having a strong body really might go a long way to helping you develop a more effective ministry. So I wanted to talk just a minute, Chris, about maybe some different levels. And one of the things I'd done in the past is I had always done crunches and push-ups, you know, every morning, just as part of my normal morning routine. And I wanted to suggest that might be the, um, you know, level one. And then I thought we might suggest there's this idea of a level two that would incorporate some free weights or some machines or, or something that looks like a gym. And I know in your huge gym piece, you're recommending, obviously, that you know, having a home gym of, of some kind is a really smart thing to do. And I want to recommend that, you know, I agree with that. So as a level two idea, I think folks ought to be trying to incorporate some normal, actually changing their state of normal to include some chest and back and by and try and, you know, even lower body type stuff. So what I wanted to do is bring in my buddy Troy Leto right now. He's a champion amateur bodybuilder who for 20 years has been in the gym, you know, working his body hard. And I thought it might be kind of neat to, to get his kind of spin on it, Chris, and then I'll bring you right back after Troy and we'll kind of wrap it up. Troy was a champion bodybuilder in his youth. He's now a 41 year old has been but I wonder Troy if you could say hey and tell us a little bit about your uh, training past and present. I started bodybuilding probably well actually when I was 14 years old. Uh, it wasn't actually bodybuilding I was just training with weights and that was for uh, to be in shape for football. I played uh, for Tampa Catholic. Shortly after that, when I went to King, I fell out of the back of Keith Garcia's truck and I fractured my stall, so the football days were over. So I started to uh, continue to lift weights. And um, at the time, I did it because uh, I wanted to be a good role model. I thought that uh, kids would look up to you because, you know, when you're bodybuilding and working out, especially kids, they always want to come up and feel your muscles and they want to, you know, get to know you and know how you do it and all that stuff. And I just thought it would be a good way to also present Christ. What age were you when you actually started competing? When I started competing, I was 20, 20 or 21. It was in 1989. I started working out at Stan's gym when I was 14, like I said, and I stopped after a while. 
I started training again in about in five months. I went to the Mr. Tampa and the Mr. Florida and won both those. Well, it's funny. I remember I've seen the pictures. You look huge, but your body weight really wasn't wasn't that high. How tall are you? I'm five foot seven. When I started, uh, it's an optical illusion, Bo. Um, I started when at a body weight of 188 pounds, and you got to realize that everything's proportionate. You know, um, optical illusion meaning. At 188 pounds, I dropped to 152 pounds, and most people at 152 pounds thought that I was over 200 pounds. And it's because when you get down to a 3% body fat, a true 3% body fat, your skin, it gets like paper. Um, you, my, my waist was only like 26 inches, so, but my chest was still 48. So it's, uh, it's where the weight is displaced, you know, and you'd be surprised. You lose, when you lose weight and you come down that low, you lose weight in your fingers and your face. All over your body, so it's um, it's, it's a it was 152 pounds of nothing but muscle. So if it's displaced in the right areas, I mean my arms are still 17 inches at that body weight, and that's, that's, that's huge for a five foot seven frame. So it, it it's an appearance of, of bigness, if you will. But I was a, I was what you were looking at was a, a big little man at five foot seven in a small frame. Right, and when you weren't competing, like the day the week of the show, you would maintain that 180 type body weight with, with normal hydration and. In normal training, when I'm not competing, and I'm just eating regular. At that age, in your early twenties, yeah, 20s. sure, sure. And that's not big. That's not you're not fat at that weight. It's just that uh, you know when you have that much muscle, 20 or 30 pounds isn't that much. It's a lot of weight to lose. Don't get me wrong. So I appreciate some of that background. Let's get this straight. Uh, Troy Leto, Tampa guy, starts competing in bodybuilding in his early twenties. When I say you were competing, you actually competed at a high level as an amateur. Um, can you tell us real quick about that, and then we'll get into the topic of today's show. Okay, the first contest I did was, it was two shows in one. It was held at King High School. It was a AAU, which is the Amateur Athletic Union. I won those two shows, and then um, I competed at NPC, which is the Nas National Physique Committee. The first show I did was in Southeastern USA. That was a level five. That was um, 1997. I'd mentioned earlier to you offline that Chris had written in his blog this week about the huge gym. Chris, as you know, is a triathlete, and our show really is for runners and cyclists and triathletes and uh, endurance people. I would think the majority of the folks who listen to this show are into some form of endurance training because that's really Chris's um, his specialty, if you will. But the show this week, Troy, is really about how those athletes, the ones who were really successful, they all lift weights in one way or another. And I guess some of them might just do some, some push-ups or, or whatever it is. But there is strength training, there is resistance training, there's bodybuilding involved, even for these fitness and endurance athletes. And I would guess, Troy, that the triathletes and the cyclists and the, the, the shorter distance runners, um, they are lifting weights. And I wanted you to talk today a little bit about, as it relates to overall wellness, if you're not involved in some kind of weightlifting program, you're probably not going to achieve you know, peak type performance. So I wanted you to give that to me from a physical standpoint and what is it about lifting weights that gets your body, you know, more so much more able to do these types of sprint moves and these these high performance type moves, even tennis players. There isn't a sector in sports where your performance probably wouldn't be enhanced by weightlifting. And that includes golfers. I mean, let's face it. Tiger Woods lifts weights physiologically and mentally spiritually in this overall wellness why is it that weightlifting seems to be such a, a necessity for people well you know it's funny that you say that because back when uh bodybuilding was say in the 30s or 40s 50s you know it was something that was taboo they, they were they were looked at as freaks of nature you know 
And then when you see all these big guys, people thought that bodybuilding and all these muscles that you would be muscle bound. Um, and actually, when you look at it in, in reality, muscle is what moves your body and mo moves the skeleton. Your muscles pull on tendons, which moves your limbs, and, and, and it moves your body. So actually, the more muscle you have, the more movement you can have, as long as you properly stretch and, and, and all these things. Okay, now. Muscle and strength is, is important in athletics because it's not going to make a baseball player be able to hit the ball. You have to have a natural ability. But if you have that natural ability and now it's coupled with strength, it's just going to, it's going to increase your uh, ability. Uh, that's why you see all these people today hitting as many home runs as they're doing. Football players are twice the size, so muscle and strength only can help. Of course, you got to have the skill of the sport that you're in. But the, uh, the actual strength and muscle, it's, 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 it's athletics, and athletics is, uh, is physical. And anything that's physical is going to require the muscle. So break it down for me, though. If I'm a golfer and I require a lot of flexibility, there are certain exercises, there's an approach that I would have that would be very different than if I'm a lineman, you know, doing powerlifting. So let's say for the triathlete, the cyclist, the weekend warrior, the runner guy, give me an idea of what a training program for him would look like, and also then, Talk to me about a guy who's a skilled person like a golfer or a tennis player and tell me how those routines might look different. A triathlete's gonna need endurance, okay? So I don't, you know, you're gonna have to split, I would split my routines up. If I was only, if I only had 30 minutes to train, I would do high repetition, light weights of, of, of leg work, uh, shoulder work, arm work, your whole body. Just like if you were training it, I would train the whole body no differently than, than a bodybuilder, except for the way that, I would train every muscle, but, uh, Whereas a bodybuilder is trying to gain size, he's going to do low reps and heavy, heavy weights, 80% of his max all the time. He's pushing for that strength building, bone density building, uh, kind of mus musculature on his on his physique. I would go for the high repetitions of lightweight, and that's going to build your muscles more. Uh, it's going to build your muscles, but it's not going to make you blast out in, in, in size. In other words, your body is going to respond and grow to the way you train it. If, you, if you're a guy who does push-ups and you have no physique at all, your chest is going to develop, but it's going to develop to the amount of torture you're putting on it by the push-ups. And once it builds that, it's easy for it. So you can maintain that, that size and just do a lot of reps and that'll keep endurance, but it's never going to put more size. In order to put more size, you have to tear it down a little bit further and put more resistance on it so that it has, and that's how you build size. Um, if you're a triathlete though, it's important to remember that you don't want to do that because you also have to remember that with the big muscles get tired faster. The bigger your muscle, it requires more oxygen and you have to be in real good shape not to get tired. Uh, most triathletes, that's why they do high repetition and uh, light weight so that they keep the muscles strong you know, and they build it to a greater degree than what it was, but at the same time, they're building endurance at the same time. They want to keep a balance between endurance and strength. Well, that's great that you went there because we've done a lot on this show about choices. And to wrap up this segment on, on weightlifting, it's pretty evident to most people who've ever been in the gym, and I did hit the gym pretty hard in college, that somehow tearing that muscle down and feeding it the right proteins and sleeping properly and reshaping the muscle actually works on the head muscle too because I don't know many people who are in that gym and who are training you know who don't have an air of confidence not necessarily arrogance but it does help spawn uh, an inner confidence that I think it will help you uh, be a much better Christian than if you're having a lot of self-doubt and um, a lot of self-consciousness about stuff give me some of that spiritually as it relates to weightlifting and we'll wrap it up okay good um you know, time is a gift, so uh, when you go to the gym and you're working out, 
you're taking care of, of you're, you're taking care of the temple of, of God. You know, your body's a temple of the Lord, and when you do the right things with your time, you can feel the Holy Spirit working in you because you know you're doing the right thing. There is a euphoric feeling from going to the gym. It raises your testosterone levels, and you become and you're eating right and you're training right, and you become just a lean, clean machine. Listen, I'm back with Chris now, and Chris. You know, in um, Body for Life, which we've talked about a lot here, Bill Phillips in Body for Life, Chris, he had this really cool, um, I, I guess, comment on, you know, if you want to be uh, a smaller version of, of a pear-shaped person, then just don't do any strength training. Um, but if you really want to reshape your body, you know, strength and resistance training, tearing the muscle down and, and feeding it and resting it and building it back up again, really is the only way to change the shape or the appearance of of your physique and Troy Chris had commented just then about the fundamental reason that for wanting to strengthen muscle is because your muscles are responsible obviously for carrying your body around this planet and if you're going to be healthy I think having a strong muscles or it's just silly to suggest that that's not important but I remember when we were offline Chris you had mentioned some other real fundamental ideas on why strength training and building muscle is important so I wanted to bring that back in as we kind of move toward the uh, the close on today's show. Well, one other point that we could make, both, what is it that burns calories in our body? Muscle. Exactly. It's muscle. So if you have more muscle, doesn't that burn, you're going to burn more calories? Well, and you, they talk about, you know, higher metabolism and, and a lot of other benefits from having more muscle mass as opposed to, to more body fat. So continue along those lines. Exactly. So uh, I've discovered, and, and, and I'm not unique in this way, but... I can achieve a certain body fat percentage through my endurance training, but I truly can't get it, I guess you could say, to the next level without weightlifting. And that may sound contrary or contrarian to everything we're, we're kind of told. We're always said, we always believe, oh, we got to do more cardio to burn fat. Well, yes, cardio will burn fat in the activity itself. You'll, you'll burn a higher percentage of your calories from fat while you're running, as an example. However, if you're lifting weights, you're building up your engine, so to speak. And that was the analogy that Covert Bailey liked to use, that if I'm lifting weights, I'm building my muscles, I'm creating a bigger engine, and that bigger engine is going to be burning more calories all day long, whether I'm sitting around watching television or, or I'm actually out exercising. So that's one of the best benefits for someone, someone who is looking to improve their physique is you're going to get more calories burned all day long, and it truly is the only way to sculpt your body, and that's, that's lifting weight. Well, and I appreciate that, and for me, that's probably the number one, the most fundamental reason that lifting weights is, is just a practical and, and a sound approach to overall wellness. But if I'm a triathlete or if I'm a, a competitive amateur runner or even a swimmer or cyclist, it's like, why would I lift weights if it's not going to help me be a, help my overall performance? So speak a little bit to that, Chris, and then I wanted to take you down a different road altogether. So, Well, um, weightlifting is definitely a part of virtually all athletes' regimen, all high-performing athletes' regimen. Their, their goal is going to be different than, say, a power lifter or a bodybuilder. An endurance athlete is not looking to add any more size, but he is looking to add more strength or she. We always can use more strength when you're uh, needing to pass someone on the bike or swimming past somebody in the water. That athlete that has more reserve of strength is going to have an advantage. So the exercises 
aren't necessarily concentrating on building more size. Matter of fact, that's a, that's a you know that's a disadvantage to an endurance athlete. But strength is what they're after, and the only way you can achieve you know optimal levels of strength is through resistance training, with whether it's a machine or calisthenics or barbells, dumbbells, whatever the case. It's, it's resistance training is, I guess you could say, the most effective way to build strength. Well, help me there because this really is where the rubber meets the road. We heard Troy, you know, a pure bodybuilder. The guy hasn't probably walked, you know, five minutes in his life, but he's in there in the gym and he's throwing up massive weights and he's burning massive calories and and is very lean. Uh, At least he was when he was training. But Chris, here you are, a guy that really enjoys uh, competition at an amateur level, and you're not huge, obviously. So tell us a little bit about your workout, if you could in you know a minute or less. What kind of reps are you doing? Um, what exercises are the ones that you really focus on? And more importantly for me, and I guess interestingly or out of my curiosity is, do you do any lower body work given all the running and all of the cycling that we do? Absolutely. If it makes sense to exercise your chest, it makes sense to exercise your legs. And, and I would tell you, Bo, that my weight training um, takes on two different personalities. I guess you could say I have my off-season weight training, and I would tell you that I pretty much just follow the Bill Phillips regimen that he describes in his book, which is, in essence, five sets for a body part. And if I could use uh, shoulders as an example, military press is the classic example for building your shoulders. Uh, He'll start you with the first set of 12 repetitions with a a relatively light weight. Then you'll go to 10 repetitions. Then you'll go to 8 repetitions, and, and these are in sets. Then you'll finally get to your heaviest set of six. And then finally, you'll do what he calls a superset. And he didn't invent a superset, but um, after you've done that heavy set of six, then after uh, uh, a minute's rest, you'll go back to a, a slightly lighter weight and just do as many repetitions as you can possibly stand. And then you, uh, after that, you'll immediately do a complementing exercise. So for a military press, that's an exercise or a motion where you're pushing something straight up. Then you might take a much lighter weight and hold your arms straight out at your side and kind of lift those weights or those dumbbells straight up. That may not make sense, but at any rate, it's a complementary exercise for the shoulder that really burns it out. That's how you that's how you achieve, I guess, maximum strength and size. That's, like again, my off-season deal. Now, during season, when I'm in the midst of pretty significant volume of endurance training, uh, it's more of a lighter weight, higher repetition. I might do two, three sets. Um, I'm not really looking to, to superset as much, but it is about kind of maintaining um, a regimen where I'm I'm, uh, I'm pushing the weights and keeping the strength up. So that's kind of that's kind of the answer. The two different uh, the two different scenarios that I uh, that I use in my in my routine as a uh, a weekend warrior age group endurance athlete. So are you doing um a full body workout every time you go in the gym, or do you have specific days like your most of your weightlifter guys will do? chest and back one day and, and, and what a try and shoulder and the next day whatever that's a great question Bo and uh, and generally I, I do break it up and I'll have a upper body workout one time and then I'll have a lower body and core workout the next day and, and generally I'm working a, a body part only twice a week I think once we get into our 30s and 40s if you're working out more than that uh, I think the body struggles to recover um, if you're working out much more than that. Even though I do split it up, there all are also times when I will just do a total body workout. 
and uh, just do one set for each body part, and I'll do it just to extreme exhaustion. And that's uh, something I learned from a book called High Intensity Training, and it's just another technique. I use it as kind of a time-saving technique, but you can achieve really good results doing just one set uh, of an exercise, but just make sure that you're doing it to utter and complete failure. Hey, Chris, that leads me kind of to my last question, which was, if you're in the gym or you're in the huge gym in your garage that often, working a body part, you know, twice a week, you know, are, are you taking just that, are you taking that day for just weight training and not doing any endurance training, or are you having to do two-a-days around all of this? Well, you know, time is always the, the critical factor in all these things, so, and on a perfect day, it would be a two-a-day where I might lift weights in the morning, and now that the time has changed and we get sunlight till 7.30 or almost 8 o'clock, it's nice to be able to get a ride or even a run uh, in the early evening. However, that is really the exception and not the rule. Um, more than likely what will happen is I'll have weightlifting one day and then endurance training the next day, and then I'll save my, my doubles uh, for the weekend. And, I mean, you're not going to so, do a, a huge chest routine on the same day you want to be in the pool, I would imagine. So speak no, about that a little no. bit. Well, but what I will do, though, if I know I have to swim and I do have the time to do both workouts, then I will do legs uh, and, and work those hard, and then I can go out and swim. Or if I'm, if I'm lifting upper body, then there's no problem with going out for a bike ride or a run. So you can definitely complement the activities um, on the same day. And, and there's nothing that's, that's going to kill you if you... If you do a low, lower body workout and then go for a run or a bike ride, it just means that you're not going to have the reserves. You know, you're, you're not going to have your mojo on your bike or your run if you've just been doing squats and lunges and toe raises to failure. It's just your body just can't pull it all off. But, you know, that's just one way to kind of tear yourself down. And just as long as you get yourself plenty of rest after that, you will come back stronger. Well, you know, Chris, this is the word on wellness. And before we get into what the Bible says about you know building your body and building the body, you know I just wanted to mention that whether whether you're an accomplished you know athlete and have been training all your life or whether you're just getting started, the the idea of being in the gym and throwing up weights if you're not used to it can be a little intimidating. And I just wanted to mention that you know when I was in college and it was in the gym regular like, man I used to think and I used to use this uh, this kind of illustration all the time was. You know, nobody wants to go, but once you get there, man, are you glad you went. So I just want to encourage folks who are listening that, you know, it's not easy. And Chris and I have talked a lot about having a buddy or somebody, uh, you know, working out with somebody. So uh, kind of like an accountability to make sure you get there. But whether it's in your house or at a local gym, um, you know, just walking through the door is the hard part. Because once you're there and you get to throwing the weights up and working out, it's just really... I think you really will find that it's uh, encouraging and you will see results. Go ahead, Chris. Well, if I could throw in, throw in one more thing just on what you said. Um, if you do weightlifting wrong, you, you can hurt yourself. So uh, I guess you, a bit of a disclaimer here. If, if you are totally new to lifting weights, find a buddy, like you say, someone that knows it, someone who can mentor you, or certainly every gym has a trainer, and it would be worth your your time and your investment to at least go through a workout or two with a professional that can show you what mistakes to avoid because uh you know we're talking we're talking about 
facts earlier, you can get yourself in a world of hurt by doing some exercises improperly. So uh, find uh, find somebody to coach you along uh, in the beginning if you need. Hey, that's a great segue, Chris. You know, I look at Matthew uh, chapter 12 where uh, Jesus had healed the uh, demon-possessed man. And the Pharisees, when they heard this, they said, It's only by demons that this fellow drives out demons. Verse 25, Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. Verse 29, or again, How can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? then he can rob his house. You know, 1010 Wellness is based on John 1010. The thief comes only to kill and to steal and to destroy. I think Jesus in Matthew 12 is to suggest that um, if we don't make our bodies strong, uh, we're just fighting against ourselves. So I wanted to pray this morning that, um, that we would seek to strengthen our bodies as a way to strengthen our our defense against Satan's schemes. Uh, Ephesians 6 comes to mind. But Father God, we come to you this morning uh, seeking to build muscle. God, seeking to be strong. But God, we seek this inside of this idea that we want to be strong for you so that we can take a stand against any attack that the evil one might have for us. That we would do ministry for you and effectively for you because we're able to build our bodies and furthermore God we pray that the body of Christ uh, his church be strengthened by us as individuals uh, coming together banding together father to do your will and your work here it's in Jesus name we pray all these things amen amen brother thanks Chris we appreciate it this has been a fun show and I and I hope you enjoyed it too Tell us a little bit about the 1010 Wellness uh, website and some upcoming events that we're working toward. Well, both 1010wellness.com is uh, a resource of sorts. There are some tabs on training that you can find some exercises or some routines. Definitely something that I want to continue to add to, especially when it comes to weightlifting. But then also connected to that is 1010 Talk, which is my web blog where you can um, you can read about some of the uh race reports and possibly workout reports and things like that just to help encourage you along and you've probably all heard me say it before but our mission at 1010 wellness is to lead people into healthy lifestyles and activities they can get excited about and i'm excited about my friend Bo. well i'm thankful for you to provide another medium for people to to get plugged into a wellness program and please uh, send me an email comment comment on the blog if you've got questions and I'd love to be able to help and encourage any way I can. Uh, And you do and you're excited also about your brother Bo and our brother Danny coming out for the uh, Fort DeSoto. Uh, I think it's a sprint event and then at the end of April we'll be doing the St. Anthony's together so we really look forward to bringing that to our listeners here. This is the Word on Wellness with Chris Hughes brought to you by Christ Across America. That's ChristAcrossAmerica.com Our ministry is creating awareness and support for the ministries and missionaries who are getting it done for Jesus in local communities. Chris, thanks for being with me this week, and we look forward to next week. But for now, it's Christ Across America asking you where are you allowing Jesus to work in your life today. We'll see you next week.